Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Commitment written by Weirdo5255. Humanity is horrifying, unending, foolishly committed. It makes them one of the most dangerous alien races that I have ever encountered. They are small creatures, pale, and without much color or ornamentation. Put them against monsters in the betting pits of the outer colonies with nothing but their own skin and they will fall in moments. Humans are weak little things. Creatures that I had for most of my 200 years of life dismissed just another weak race to be absorbed by the coalition. Until the day when flogging my wares in the market on the outer colony far from the law enforcement of the coalition where I wouldn't be asked to provide licenses or proof of sales for the merchandise. When I saw the human, the human wore a cloak and seemed to be suffering in a bright sunlight. The meeker creatures elsewhere in the market had their cloaks up covering their sensory organs and hiding from the sun and sand. It was an oddity, but nothing unheard of. The smaller creature would sometimes believe they are greater in cunning or guile than the larger creature of the coalition, and because of that powerful. The first human I had ever seen calmly walked up with a far larger flesh seller in the market, and I started to move to begin shouting my deals once more when something made me pause. The human's appendage near its midsection was gripping at something... Focusing an eye on it, I observed that it was a blade, even in comparison to a human and laughably so to any other alien in the market. The human moved no faster than I had seen other aliens move before, and it didn't seem to possess an incredible strength. I and everyone in the market watched in prose, including the flesh seller. He only moved as the knife was driven home into the vulnerable portion of his body. Rearing back in pain, he let out a roar and swiped his massive claw at the human. The smaller creature bore the attack and the cloak it was wearing was torn away, exposing battle-worn and patched armor. The human drew out a sidearm and fired even as the claws continued to rake the armor, piercing and breaking it in places. In less than one minute, the flesh shiller was dead. The human looked at its torn cloak, ignoring it, and stepped into the stalls that the flesh seller had maintained. Now the entire market was watching. The wind shifted, and I could detect a new smell in the air, one that had been the human's blood. The human, now visibly bleeding, stepped back out of the flesh seller's pens. In its arms were two of its own kind, one like most of those in the pens with the thin and malnourished in the arms of that weaker and malnourished specimen was even smaller human compared to the two. One that was emitting shrieks and cries of confusion that marked it as a child even as the aliens of the market, myself included. The human slowly began to walk away from the corpse of the flesh seller, and slowly the market returned to its usual hubbub. 
the killing of competitors was not uncommon. For such a small creature to do so was unfamiliar, though. It was not until after later that I could pinpoint what disturbed me most about my first encounter with humanity. The commitment. A strange thing to find threatening, isn't it? The human did not hesitate in his attacks against the even larger foe the human was committed and carried through. The commitment in its eyes towards the other humans rescued. The commitment, the injured, emaciated, and nearly flesh-souled human that gave to the other. Humans commit. It wasn't until several years later that I got my next glimpse of humanity. On the station near the core of the coalition, now a variety of aliens were more varied. So perhaps I'd seen other humans, but I did not notice them. Loading supplies into my vessel to sell elsewhere, saddened over the fact that I'd been unable to sell much on the station, I was walking down the abortium of interesting scents and smells. Space and traveling left my bad sense and olfactory glance, and I wished to clear them. It was relaxing being amongst carefully cultivated scents when I smelled the human blood again. Curious, I followed the scent to the clearing and the carefully constructed nature. I came upon a curious sight, a human female. I had learned after my first encounter how to separate the two genders, was clutching at her hand and shouting like a Ragnarok. It was one of the smallest Ragnarok I'd ever seen, hardly worth the effort of removing the spines and claws to consume without pain. Still, it was large compared to the human female. The thing's fangs were bared, and its spines raised. Its scent of human blood was coming from both the tips of the creature's spine and the human female's hand. For a moment, I considered that perhaps the thing had escaped from a pen somewhere and was attacking the human. That the human needed help. I could, after all, have crushed the thing under my foot in an instant, much like I could the human. Before I could move, though, the human female sat down on the ground and began to coo. It was a strange alien melody. Most music is an alien species, odd after all. I'm sure the music of my own kind is disturbing to some aliens and pleasant to others. In this case, the human music was only disconcerting. On the ground, the human female put its arm out, ignoring the small cut that was bleeding and continued to coo. The Renelic's spine slowly began to settle and, taking a hesitant hop forwards on its small locomotive flaps, let out a shrieking cry. The human female did not move, only continued to sing. I watched even as the curious Renelec slowly continued forward again, the spine settling down further than I had ever seen on any of its kind, making it look almost flat. Reaching the human female, the Renelec slowly crawled onto her lap, and the human female, still ignoring her small cut, began to stroke its quills. She seemed to pay no mind to the danger the ends presented, no mind to the damage the small creature had caused. Slowly, I began to move again, my olfactory senses and the curious smells around me all but forgotten. Facing this new quandary, the human female looked at the ugly food creature as if it were a child. She sang to it and calmed it as if it were intelligent. She was committed to it. A final tale, my last, I promise. On a whim and looking to battle my way somewhere new, I remembered my encounters and the strangeness of humanity. By all accounts, what I had seen was only the smallest amount of novelty the species had to offer. 
I turned my ship towards a few systems that they occupied. I had a few encounters with the strangeness of humanity, but the greatest and most disturbing was the fight between two of them. Humans are social creatures, and as such have a complex social hierarchy. They are ruled by this hierarchy as much of any species. To say that they are less complex or more complex than any other is not something for me to claim. When it breaks down, though, when two humans who believe they are both right clash, the result is uh, disturbing. I was setting my wares on a colony world of humanity. The colony was in the midst of a coalition election cycle, and the humans were choosing their representative. There were two major factions, and public demonstrations for both were common in the market square. Neither candidate was looking to limit off-world trade, so I was hardly interested. The two groups had been fighting, throwing words at one another for days. I was content with this. For amidst the chaos, they were free with their credits. However, tensions broke when someone on one side threw a stone. A simple stone, a primitive weapon that most species would have wielded and abandoned. To the humans, though, it still was a weapon. And nothing is more dangerous than a human that knows that it is right and is given a reason to attack. I watched in bewilderment as two sides attacked one another with a ferocity that would put even the greatest of warrior species to shame. Each side was right. Each side knew that they were right. Each side knew the other was wrong. For that, they were the enemy to be destroyed. And once the first rock was thrown, it was no longer a contest of words or rhetoric, but fists and brutality. I recount these interactions with humanity as a way of warning you that humans are always right. They believe themselves to be always on the right side of righteousness. And human committed to an action, be it as simple as taking revenge for a loved one, taming a wild creature, or holding a political stance, is committed to the end. Their minds were made up or not change. I do not know enough to say if this is good or bad, but only offer this warning. If this council of species wishes to attack humanity and take what they believe is theirs, we must be equally committed. The humans will be right and us wrong. Nothing we say will change this, and we will not be able to back down, for they only see others as committed as themselves. Should we waver, should we hesitate... They will win. So, I asked the council, are we committed? End of story. Story number two, Minesweeper, written by Nerdo Virilis. Two humans in mismatched DBA suits move slowly between long, thin spines towards the explosive core. They were tethered by her hoses to a small ship which bore the moniker of CMOT Dibbler. Pass me the hyperspanner. Choi Yi held out her hand as Han Sai Lao pulled the tool from his mouth. A beam of light from the device concentrated to a fine point as Chao got to work on the core. She was just removing the access panel when the alert pinged in a heads-up display. That'll be Imperial ships. We'd better be inside the ship when they arrive. Let's take the fenestration dampener. She pulled a small module from the core and they began working their way back to the ship. Please do forgive us. We heard a rumor of advanced technology. Kui knelt before the chitinous beast. It was so impressive we could not help ourselves. 
A wall-mounted translator clicked and droned, and then the interrogator released a flurry of clicks and chitters in response. Stealing from the Empire, we should sever your scavenger appendages and leave you in the vacuum. Have mercy, O oh mighty one. We were terrified by the vidreels of the Bragoon Confederation in combat. Between the plates of chitinous armor, bristled and quivered, scuttling prey species. So true, they cannot compare to your imperial majesty. We quaked at our stories of the Cassel annihilators. Razor-edged mandibles twitched, undurfed larvae. Indeed, the most unflated tales show them to be your inferiors. We have heard monstrous rumors of the Infernix and the Midnight Gate. Claws sliced through the air before her face, merest fungal spores. You fear all these whelps, and yet you doubt our power. Who do you serve? What false emperor ignores our might? Please, most prolific one, I... I'm a human. I serve no one, for none would have me. I travel from port to port, trading in goods and rumors. I fear that none survive to warn us of your might. Navigation thrusters moved on CMOT Dibbler to a safety before Hansel punched in impulse drive to return to their original course. How did you know that they would let us go? Honestly, I wasn't sure they would, but the imperialists always have fragile egos. I told them that we heard of their rivals, but no one lives long enough to talk about them. He shook his head, grinning at her audacity. How does a species that dense manage to control all the hyperlanes in the Orion Spur? Maybe they've never had any real competition before. I wonder if that encounter will convince them to clean up their old minefields. If not, we'll take the whole mine next time. Once that route is cleared, we'll be able to make some real profit. End. Of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.